All right, let's turn the Word of God to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, which you'll find right after Colossians chapter 2. Amen? Colossians chapter 3. All right, so good to see uh, Sister Judy here tonight. Man, she's just seemed like one thing after another. And, you know, so if she's not here, you're smiling, give me that look. Man, I just, you know, I don't know what to do. All right, Colossians chapter 3. We'll read verses 1 through 3, then verses 23 and 24. All right, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 say this. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things on the earth, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Verses 23 and 24. And whatsoever ye do... Do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of your Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Let's pray. Father, again, Lord, we just uh, thank you, Lord. We just want to say, as the song said, glory to his name. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that uh, Lord, the devil likes to stir things up. The flesh likes to stir, stir things up. And Lord, we weak. And sometimes we get looking at situations, circumstance. Boy, the tempest is raging in our heart and mind. But Lord, I'm glad. Lord, you can still say, peace be still. And calm those waves, Lord, in our heart and mind. And Lord, we can just look up and say, it is well with my soul. And we've got peace like a river. Thank you for that, Lord. And I pray that you would help and give that to people tonight, Lord, that uh, as we said the other night, we would just turn everything over to you, turn ourselves over to you, turn our heart over to you, turn our fears over to you. And Lord, start out this year just abiding in you and leaning on you and resting in you and being guided by you, dear God, and leaning on the everlasting arms. Lord, thank you. Uh, for those that are faithful to be in the house of God tonight and those that are faithful to listen in. And God, I pray you'd bless them for their faithfulness, Lord, as I'm sure you will. And Lord, again, we think of uh, the great physical needs. We think of Sister Sarah tonight. Lord, please, Lord, to me it's just miraculous, Lord, that uh, to walk in her room today and uh, see her setting up and see her with uh, uh, some strength and able to speak so strong. And Lord, just continue to move her in the right direction, Brother Ken as well. We think of uh, Sister Diane. Uh, please touch her with that need there. And uh, Lord, uh, others, we think Lester uh, with the headache. Lord, we think of uh, this young uh, lady that's with the epilepsy and getting that MRI. God, please step into that situation. Uh, give direction, dear Lord, be with that family. And uh, Lord, uh, Sister Karen's uh, granddaughter and those uh, being touched by that. <coughs> Lord, uh, Sister uh, Judy, Lord, we think of this unspoken tonight. Lord, as she's going to be traveling, Sister Myers going to be traveling. Lord, just so many things, dear God. But Lord, I'm glad as big as these things seem individually and Lord, as big as they might be all together, you're bigger and Lord, you're on the throne and we rest in that truth. Now again, help us through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, we look at these verses. Let's look at verse uh, 23 says this. And whatsoever you do. Man, that, that's a lot of stuff. Think of whatsoever you did just today. <laughs> Think of whatsoever you might be planning for uh, uh, the future. What are you planning for the future? What's going on in your life right now? Well, whatsoever, whatsoever you do, that's pretty big, encompasses a lot of things. Do it. Amen. Get out there and do it. Don't be afraid to do it. 
But while you're out there doing it, how are you supposed to do it? Heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. That word heartily means, of course, with all your heart, with sincerity. Hey, let's be serious about this thing in serving the Lord. I like this thought. It means really. <laughs> I mean, be real and really get out there and do it for the Lord, right? With zeal, actively, vigorously. That's, that's the kind of words you get when you think about doing something heartily to the Lord. It means in full, to spend everything, all that one has. It means to give your all, or we might say, don't hold back. That'd just be a good way to do it. Hey, are you going to serve the Lord? Well, just get out there and don't hold back. Amen. Go all out for the Lord. This makes me, I think about this and we think of the word passion, having passion. You know, they talk about, you know, whatever you do, uh, you know, uh, I think of, uh, well, a lot of times when people talk business, you think, well, this is, you know, I, I've got passion for this. This is what I enjoy doing. Well, hey, we need to have passion for the Lord. Again, that word means zeal, ardor, a vehement desire, being fervent. That's the way we want to be for the Lord. Right, that having having that passion and passion and burning desire for the Lord, hey, that can be a difference uh, maker. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I've been thinking about a lot of what Brother Wood uh, said in uh, Psalm uh, 119. Matter of fact, when I came into uh, church this morning, uh, one of the first things I did, I read the whole Psalm 119 uh, uh, this morning. Put that on my Twitter account, okay? That I read. So I'm joking about that, brother. Brother uh, Wood's been showing me. Uh, these things people put on Twitter, boasting about, well, they read this and they did this and that for the Lord. I'm like, well, man, I need to get a Twitter account, man. Put out, you know. So that's why I was joking, put that on my Twitter account that I read Psalm 119 <laughs> this morning. But, you know, because uh, he's going through it. And so it's been on my mind. And so I, I read it uh, <laughs> this morning. But, you know, that word uh, quicken. And that's what you want. Say, Lord, man, I, I, you know, I don't like being laid back in service for you. I don't want to be, I uh, certainly don't want to be lukewarm. And, and I don't want, certainly don't want to be cold, Lord. I want to have that, that burning desire in my heart. I want to have that passion uh, burning in my heart in my service for you. Why? Well, you know, hey, passion can be uh, contagious. And that's what we want. <laughs> Think of it this way. It's fuel for the will. And usually getting out there and doing something for the, the Lord, it's what? It's a battle of the will, Right? It's a battle for the will. It's, uh, and you think of uh, doing something hardly, having a passion. Think of it this way. It's fuel for the will. It's that thing that keeps people going even when they're tempted to quit. Oh, man, I don't know if I can take another step. I don't know if I can get up and do that tomorrow. But, boy, you might, you might feel that way. You know, the, 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 the spirit is willing, right, but the flesh is weak. And you might feel that way sometimes. You know, I think about being out there sometimes and you're, you're, you're weary and all that. You know, the Bible says don't get weary and well-doing. But boy, you just take a moment to relax and you take a moment to meditate and all that. So all of a sudden that thing gets stirring in your heart. You get, oh man, I can't quit. I can't slow down. I gotta, I gotta keep going for the Lord. And so you, get that, you get that type of heart. And uh, no matter your circumstances, that will be more powerful than your circumstances. And that is what helps one by faith to plow through the impossibilities that we might face as we're in this world desiring to serve the Lord. So that's always a good question. Do I have the passion for the Lord that I should have? Do I have passion in my service and what I'm doing for the Lord? And if not, 
How can I be quickened? How can I rekindle that fire and desire in my heart? A great verse, Psalm 39, 3. I, I, I love reading this verse. A lot of times I, this verse is going around in my mind. It says this. You probably know it. Can anybody quote Psalm 39, 3? Boy, where's Sister McLean when we need her, right? All right, Psalm 39 says this. I like this. My heart was hot within me. <laughs> Man, I just love that thought, having that burning desire for God. He says, you know, you know, for a little while there, I wasn't sure which way I was going. I was getting a little bit down. I was getting a little discouraged. Boy, as I sat, as I meditated, my heart was hot within me. But that old passion came back. The Lord came by and quickened me. And while I was musing, right, while I was meditating, while I was thinking on it, while I was resting on it, what happened? The fire burned. The fire burned. Boy, that is what we want in our service. for Lord, as we start this new year, Lord, throw another log on the fire. Amen. Throw another log on the fire. The fire burned, then spake I with my tongue. Boy, that's a, that'd be a good thought, right, before you say something. And I, you think about this, and this, is a good, this verse, as you think about that, is a good verse and sounds like John the Baptist. There was no doubt John the Baptist had passion for the Lord and did everything heartily as to the Lord. Let's look at a couple verses about John the Baptist. Turn over to John. I love the way the book of John starts off. Turn over there to John, and boy, we see a good example of somebody, right, that lived heartily unto the Lord in John the Baptist. In verse 6, it begins to talk about him. John chapter 1 and verse 6 says this, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. I can't read that verse without thinking about my friend John Crabb. <laughs> Amen. He was definitely a man sent from God. But boy, there was a man sent from God whose name was, boy, I think, you know, put some of the, the names here there. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. And he was not that light. Boy, we got to remember, hey, we want to serve the Lord and we hope the Lord would uh, use us to do some great things. But boy, I, I say it, I've said it before and I say it again. Where do a lot of preachers get in trouble? Where do a lot of people in the ministry get going? No, even missionaries. Oh man, led, you know, uh, 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 led 50,000 of the Lord last week and all that, this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah, listen, where they get in trouble is when they start thinking they're the light. They're the light. Boy, hey, listen, I want to bear witness to the light, but Lord, help me never to think that I'm the light. It's because of my talent. It's because of my wisdom. It's because of my ability. I don't want to, I don't want to think that. I don't want to think that. But it says, he was not the light, but was sent to bear witness light. And that was the true light. There is only one true light, which lighteth, there it is, every man that cometh into uh, the world. And of course, that's talking about uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. So here we see this about John. He came to be a witness for the light. Turn over to Luke chapter 3 and look at a few more verses concerning this great man of God who had great zeal for God, great passion for God, and certainly did everything heartily for the Lord. Luke chapter 3 and beginning in verse 1. Just look at some of these things concerning John the Baptist. Now, the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judah, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of Iteria, and of the region of Trachonitis, 
and <clears throat> this is where Peter is supposed to cough. You know, some of those words, right? Of Lysanias, the tetrarch of Abilene, Annas and Caiaphas being the high priests, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. I love that every time I hear the thought, and the word of God came to. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, it says, that's where you read about John the Baptist, and uh, uh, it says there in uh, Isaiah chapter 40, it, starts talk, it mentions John the Baptist there. And it says, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Boy, his message is our message. That, you know, that's our job. What is our job? To prepare the way of the Lord. That's our job. What do we listen? His message is what? Hey, the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. And what's our message? Jesus is coming. And our job, listen, you say, oh, this old world, it's dead, it's dried up. What is it? It's a wilderness. America is becoming a wilderness. Well, hey, what did John the Baptist do in the wilderness? He was a voice. Amen. To prepare the way of the Lord. And boy, if we can't do nothing else, listen, we may not all have the same talents. We may not all have the same abilities. But you know what? Hey, listen, we, as far as I know, we all got a voice. We all have a way that we can communicate. And we need to communicate for the Lord. Prepare you the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Right? You've heard about the, the, the term the king's highway. Right? In the old days when the king was coming to a town, somebody to go through. And if there were bad spots in the road, if there were dips in the road, right? We can tell the king hasn't been through South Carolina in a while, right? We still got these bad roads. Maybe we need to see if we can get the king to come through South Carolina and they'll prepare some of these highways, right? We'll have the king's highway, right? Uh, we get some of this stuff patched up, but that's what they would do. They would go before and prepare the way. They wanted the road to be nice, right? Boy, that'd be real bad if the people went before the king. All of a sudden there was a big rock there that they didn't move, or there was a big pit they didn't move, and they didn't prepare the way of the Lord. And that's our job, to prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and rough ways shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. And boy, just like John had that uh, uh, burning and passion in his heart to go and prepare the way for the Lord and to do everything high to the Lord, that's the same desire. Now, I don't expect you to walk around in, in leather and eat locusts and honey. I'm sure it's pretty good. I'm sure it's pretty good. Maybe we're trying. But uh, uh, the thing is, do the same thing. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized, look at this, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? He said, you old, old religious folks. And uh, boy, you know what? I, I was uh, uh, talking to somebody the other day. They were asking me about, you know, independent Baptists, and they were telling me about them. And I could tell this person just had religion. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm thinking, oh, thank God that I don't just have religion, that I have a real relationship. And he said here, be baptized, O generations of ivory, who hath warring to flee from the wrath to come? And they got up, and he, he preached the word, and he told them straight, and he says this, bring forth fruits worthy of repentance. You know, hey, if somebody repents, if somebody truly gets right, there ought to be, the Bible talks about fruits, there ought to be evidence in their life. There ought to be a change in their life. 
uh, if that happens. And he says, even then, hey, hey, you said, you said you're looking for the Messiah. You're serious about God. Well, let's see some evidence about that. You say, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. So we see as, Abra- as uh, uh, John the Baptist came forth, we see he was bold for God. He was serious about God. He wasn't ashamed of being a witness for God because he had the, a passion for God and did everything heartily as unto the Lord. Uh, go down to verse uh, 15. Go down to verse 15 and notice what it says. And as the people were in expectation and all men mused in their hearts of John. Notice that word mused again. Man, what's going on here? of John, whether he were the Christ or not. John answered, saying unto them all, Hey, I indeed baptize you with water, but oh, there's one mightier than I. Boy, what a wonderful thing to be able to say to people, right, with a fire burning in your heart and a desire to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, there's somebody mightier than me. There's somebody mightier than all your situation circumstances. There's something mightier uh, than whatever you're trusting in, and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. Boy, you see, you see in John, he knew he wasn't the light. He wasn't afraid to bet. Of course, he knew he wasn't the Messiah. But even though God used him in a great way during the time that he preached of Israel, he kept his humility. God, may, may we serve you heartily. And Lord, if by chance in your grace, you end up using us mightily, Oh, God, don't let us lose our humility. He said, look at this, whose whose shoe latchet I am not worthy to unloose. And even when he saw Jesus, he said, man, what are you doing? What are you doing coming to me? Who am I that you should come to me? And may God help us. Well, listen, everybody, we want to be used to the Lord. But God, whatever the good Lord does, help us to keep our humility. He says, I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And boy, may that be our desire to be, give evidence that God has filled us with the Holy Ghost and put a fire in our heart, a passion in our heart to serve him whose fan is in his hand and will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat in his garment, but the chaff he will burn with with fire unquenchable. But notice what it says there in verse 15. Did you catch that, what it said when he's talking about the people? I want you to catch this. Look at verse 15 again. And as the people were in expectation. What does that mean? What does it mean when it says the people were were an expectation. The people were living with a sense of expectation. It means they were waiting for, they were looking for the Messiah. They were, they were living in expectation that, hey, hey, wait, you know, we're looking for the Messiah. We're waiting for the Messiah to come on the scene. And that's why when they saw, saw John the Baptist, look how the verse ends. And all the men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not. Well, why, why would they think that about John? Because they were living in expectation. Hey, we're expecting the Messiah. We're hoping at any moment we expect the Messiah and desiring the Messiah to come on the scene. They lived in expectation. Well, thank God we know that he's been here. We know uh, what he's done. 
But see, just like John uh, the Baptist, right? Uh, he knew he wasn't that light. He had, a, he, he had a passion for God. He was bold for God. He did everything hard to God. But as, as those people lived with expectation, that's how we're supposed to live as believers. We're supposed to live in expectation. What the Bible teaches us over and over in the Testament, looking for his coming, realize at any moment he could come back and living, living in expectation. Because if we live in that expectation, Right. That will affect the way we live. That will affect the way we serve the Lord. Right. Uh, well, if, if you when you live in expectation. Right. Then you you conduct yourself accordingly. Right. right? If, if, if you're expecting a promotion like, hey, uh, work, or you're expecting to raise what? Listen, you're going to walk in a little bit, uh, work a little bit <laughs> different. Right. And we, obviously you're getting that because you've been uh, a, a good worker, but you're sort of going to walk up with an extra uh, pep in your step. Right. Because you're walking in there with the expectation. Hey, this might be the day to tell me they got I got that promotion. This might be the day they tell me that I got that raise. Right. So you have that little extra something in your step. Hey, as believers, we need to go through life with a little extra something in our step. Amen. Because we're living in expectation. I love that thought. The people were in expectation. And may that be said about us. Hey, I tell you, man, those people down there, right, uh, they're in expectation. They talk like the Lord and come back. Man, they're out there uh, trying to do something for God because they're living in the expectation that Jesus could come on the scene at any moment. So this is how we should live and that we will keep that passion in our heart and that desire to do everything heartily. Let me finish up this. In Hebrews chapter 11, when you read the hall of faith through Hebrews 11, you see person after person, right? That's what you see in Hebrews 11, that had a passion for God and did things heartily for the Lord as they lived by faith in their generation. Boy, you see each person, right? All those people weren't in the same generation, but in their generation, they lived by faith. In their generation, they had a passion for God. In their generation, they lived heartily and did things heartily for the Lord. And so we want to be able to do that in our generations. Just looking at Abraham again, right? In Hebrews 11, verses 8 through 10, it says this about Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance... He obeyed and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promises in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city, right? He lived in expectation. He was living in expectation. Those people lived in What does it say at the end of Hebrews, right? Though having not received the promise, because what? God, you know, said, hey, he's going to wait for us. But listen, they lived in in expectation. And we want, again, we want to live in expectation. So uh, notice verse eight, he went out what? Not knowing. But again, today you can buy a plane and say, yeah, I'd like to buy a plane for Israel. We can buy a plane ticket to Israel today, knowing where we're going, because Abraham went out not knowing where he's going. <laughs> you know, that's how, God, that's how God works. And so we need to listen. You see, today we want to know everything. You know, I look at uh, uh, even, again, picking on uh, uh, missionaries, right? Oh, they want to have, know everything. They want to have it all figured out. Today, we want to know everything. We want to have it all figured out. And again, again there's nothing wrong in using wisdom when you're, when you're doing something and in service to the Lord. But, you know, sometimes we need to just jump out by faith once we know God is in it. You know, I say all the time, 
I, I, don't, I try not to make quick decisions. And if I know I have an important decision that's going to affect my life, you know, I drag it out as long as I can, so to speak, because I want to, I want to seek counsel for people I trust. I want to talk to people that pray for me. I want to make sure I'm uh, uh, praying about it. You know, I'm as apt to make a mistake as anybody else. And so I want to, I want to see that thing, that evidence that, hey, this is the God's in this thing. Right. But listen, I don't make quick decisions, but once a decision is made, I want to try and move as, as quick as I can. And I think that's the way to be. Don't you know, don't be running on emotion. Right. We don't run on emotion. Hey, but once we God leads us to something. Hey, listen, God will give the emotion uh, uh, when you get out there and trust him. And that's what we once we know God's in it. But it says this in verse 13 of Hebrews 11. These are again, these all died in faith not having received the promise, but seeing them afar off. Why? Again, because they were persuaded and they embraced them, right? We understand that means fully convinced, right? That means fully convinced and they received it gladly and they went forth and served the Lord with all they had. And then he goes on in verse 32, and what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, and of David also, and of Samuel, and of the prophets. He said, well, I've told you about these. He said, but Lord's want me to wrap this book up, so let me just finish with this, right? If I had time, oh man, if I had time, I'd tell you about this guy, and I'd tell you about that guy. But what, what more can I say for time would fail me to tell of? Then he starts naming all these names. But just taking the first part of that verse, it says this, and what shall I more say for the Time would fail me to tell of. Boy, I would think, I just think about if you put a blank there. You see, God has continued to add names to this list. Now, we know he's not maybe put them in his Bible, but as far as the list of the people of faith in every generation, in every generation, God has people he could add to this list. God has continued to add names to this list throughout the generations as his faithful servants in each generation has, have served him heartily. And I, as, I, as, I, as I was thinking about this uh, earlier, I was thinking about, I know people I've met along the way. As I look back over the almost 36 years that I've been saved, I know people I've met along the way whose names could be added to this list. What more, and, and what shall I say more? For time would fail me to tell of, you know, <laughs> John Crabb. I think of Brother Pastor Cole. I think of other men that I met. Boys, I don't have time to tell you about all the, uh, uh, the, 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 the great things they've done for the Lord. But you know what? I know people I've met along the way, but I think about even people uh, in our church, people in our church that can be added to this list. And boy, as I, I think about that, right? I think what a wonderful thought that is, that even people in this generation, even people that have sat on these pews could be added to this list of people, right, that have lived by faith, people that have heartily served the Lord and are heartily serving the Lord, amen, and have a passion. And I pray that, that, is, I pray that is all of us. I can't say stuff like this with, of course, out, out search my own heart. Again, I, I shared the testimony of Sister Sarah the other day, right? When, when they called all the family around, and just before we got there, her, her son that was already there, she sat up and she said, listen, I know I'm saved, and I know I'm going to heaven. You know, you know, I, I could say that tonight. And what more shall I say for the time would fail me to tell of Sarah Buxlow, amen, and her faithfulness. Uh, 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 time would fail me to sit here and talk about uh, Brother Thomas and his tell me, you 
hear about his son. Hey, having Jesus filled day. Now the to pass it on to the grandkids. What a, what a wonderful thought that is. So as we can uh, conclude here, again, Colossians 2.23, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily to the Lord. So again, as we begin this year, we said Sunday morning, Lord, help me to turn myself over. Sunday night, we said, Lord, help me to turn my, my fears and worries for this year over. And so, Lord, I've turned those things over to you, right? I've emptied, I've emptied myself of self. I've emptied myself of my fears and worries for this year. And so now that, Lord, I've emptied some things out, now I need you to fill me back up with some things. Lord, fill me with that passion. Fill me with that burning desire to serve you heartily. Lord, what was our theme? We said down here, Lord, use me, right? Use me in 23. Well, you want him to use you in 23, you want him to do it heartily and with a passion and by faith. And so a good way to begin that is we started off with Colossians 3, 1 and 3. What's it say? If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things earth. These are signs, as you read down through Colossians there, of somebody who has the desire to serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Why? For you're dead and your life is hid with Christ. So as we looked at John the Baptist, hey, you look at life and you say, here's a life of somebody that didn't hold back. As you read through Hebrews 11, you see life after life of people that didn't hold back. And say, Lord, as we say, Lord, use me in 23. Lord, as I serve you this year, don't let me hold back, but help me to serve you wholeheartedly. Let's pray.